Hey guys, and welcome to Undressed. Brittany Hammonds here, excited to talk to you guys again. Now, recently I moved into my own house and I had enough difficulty trying to navigate what to put where, what's my new style gonna be, do I need a new style? It's It's been difficult. And that got me thinking how tricky it must be to cohabitate in style. Now, if rom-coms have taught me anything, it's that moving in together will either be a montage of organizing perfectly blended home decor, or it'll be the breaking point of two styles that seriously clash. Now, if real life has taught me anything, it's that usually both sides just want their shared space to look decent without throwing out anything of sentimental value. Whether you're moving in together for the first time or just looking to redecorate your shared home, navigating home decor as a couple can be a tall order. That's when clever folks call in the big guns, like Allison Petty, the senior designer at Hyphen. With 10 years of interior design experience under her belt, Allison has mastered melding two people's personal styles to create an aesthetic everyone will love. And we've got her on with us today to share her pro tips on decorating a home when you're moving in together. Thank you so much for, for jumping on. I can jump right in because I know you have a you have a deadline. Yeah, a few. <laughs> it's good though. All good things. Yeah, exactly. So you've been, you were at Home Polish before hyphen, right? I mean, you've been doing interior design for close to 10 years, I read. Yep, 10 years. Um, I started kind of all over the place in different kind of fields. So I was in um, spa design. And then I went into hotel design and restaurant design and then kind of landed, um, in residential. So, uh, I'd imagine imagine you've worked with new couples, old couples, people moving in together the first time, the whole rigmarole. Yeah. Everybody, um, every type of couple, every type of, um, uncoupling, um, (laughs) you know, the, the multiple, like, different types of people who are looking to kind of make changes in their life. So it's definitely a, a, a gamut of different types of people who are looking for a designer. Absolutely. I mean, more and more people are, are moving in together before they get engaged or married. Do you recommend buying not so nice things early on with the expectation that they'll upgrade later via the wedding registry or just going full on in? Absolutely. So, um, you know, I think with anything you should make, your home, your space, and it should feel personal. So, you know, obviously when people are moving in together, there's, you know, budget restrictions often, or, you know, sometimes you don't want to kind of dump all your money into a whole new space when, you know, it's kind of the first, you know, time you're moving in and you're kind of figuring stuff out. So, but I do think that a space like void of personality and void of, um, kind of your personal style is not going to make everybody happy and it's a happy time in your life. So, you know, I, my recommendation usually when working couples is to start with a few, you know, kind of budget pieces, you know, if it's, you know, a table or, you know, a rug or something like that, that you just are going to need for a few years and then going to replace. Um, and then, you know, at least look for one or two splurge items to kind of like make it a real special kind of moment. So it doesn't have to be a super expensive item, but it can be one thing that feels really special and it kind of starts the beginning of you know, your journey together and the time that you're spending and you're not going to be worrying about spending so much time um, and so much money sourcing things that are, you know, you, you know, might not keep after a few years. Totally. I feel like going in on a good couch up front would be like something yeah. I definitely wouldn't want to save on because just like an Ikea couch, like they can look really nice, but if it's not comfortable, right. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You feel really good. And you know, you're like, spending time with your, your significant other, you're moving in there. So a couch is a great one because, you know, you spend a lot of time sitting around and like hanging out with each other. So it's a great one to kind of be like, 
we're in love with this couch and we're in love with each other. And like, look at this, like it's our space. Like there's a lot of like real personal things that can happen. with It's our furniture, baby. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You fall in love with this couch. Yeah, exactly. And you're right. Ikea stuff with, you know, certain Ikea things are great, but you know, a couch is something you want to be comfortable. You know, you want to make sure that you're, you know, feeling good about it. And it's a big item in your space. Mm -hmm. Totally. How can you best decide what stays or what goes from each person's existing furniture or home decor? Yeah. So that's a really tough one. And I, I dealt with a lot of clients who really are attached to the items that they have. And it's a lot of going through and, you know, but they both might have awesome couches, for example, that they are in love with and they, you know, want to hold on to. So, you know, compromise is a big part of this. Um, I've seen a lot of fights break out over furniture that stays and goes and, you know, trying to figure out who, um, who kind of gets their way. Um, but in the end, you know, I think setting a, um, a general aesthetic that, you know, both of you agree on and then allowing that furniture that you both have to kind of speak to that aesthetic. So, you know, one person might have a huge sectional, um, that they're in love with that's so comfortable. And the other person might have, you know, a smaller love seat that, you know, works better. I mean, looking at your space and your aesthetic, like if the space calls for a larger piece of furniture, of course, you're going to want that larger piece of furniture. But, you know, a lot of it's compromising based on the place that you're moving into. Um, or just in general, you know, if maybe both of those pieces go and both, you know, you think about getting a whole new piece and that's how you make that decision that this is starting over and figuring it out together. But I mean, like anything, compromise is important. Um, making sure that if you're, you know, giving up one thing that, you know, you're getting another and the other way goes, if you're, you know, standing hard on the items that you really want to keep, that you're giving your, your partner something as well. So they, everyone feels like, you know, they're part of that space is really important and you're deciding to move in together. So it should feel like both of you in that space. So mm-hmm. it shouldn't just be one person's furniture. That's really interesting. I'd love to hear how you handle it when the couple has really different aesthetics or when one mm-hmm. person has very strong opinions and the other person kind of has less or so, but still kind of wants to say, how do you handle those kind of conflicting situations? Absolutely. So um, you know, the really different aesthetics thing is always really hard. Sometimes, you know, comp- like I mentioned before, compromise is just going to win. It's going to win out. I mean, you're not going to be able, one person is super traditional and they have a lot of antiques and they have a lot of items like that, you know, and then the other one has more, you know, contemporary furniture and it's really different. I always say, you know, look for the common ground between everything. So if it's, you know, both of you really love warm kind of walnut wood tones. Like that's your common aesthetic and that's where it kind of lies. Or, you know, if one person, you know, feels like, you know, one of their pieces of furniture could work really well. And a lot of times mixing aesthetics works really well. Um, there is of course exceptions to that rule. You know, it's, it's really, really different. It's very hard to kind of make it work, but you know, again, compromise and figuring out kind of where, um, where the line is drawn and, who gets what and how you're going to kind of make those decisions is really important. There's a lot of rules that kind of have to come into play at the beginning, um, which is very, very helpful. Oh, I believe it. How do you, how do you really see your role when helping couples through the design process? It seems like it's also like a referee, a marriage counselor and a designer. Absolutely. So, um, there's a lot, I mean, every couple is different. So every couple needs somebody different. Um, I find myself working, trying not to side with one person or the other. Um, it's really important just for my role because, Essentially, um, if you side with one, they're still in a couple. So they get mad at you if you're kind of all of a sudden, both of them will get mad at you in the end to say like, 
you know, that you're kind of siding with one person or the other. It's, it's important to make sure that everyone feels heard in the space. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's going to be one person who's a little bit more um, right than the other. You're just going to agree with, you know, someone's aesthetic maybe a little bit more. Um, but, you know, you want to make sure that the other person feels heard. So definitely as a referee, um, working through decisions together and kind of making sure. But also, you know, you have to sometimes, you know, draw the line and make it, a, you know, a tough love situation that, you know, you're the designer, you know, and they might not be able to decide. So you have to decide for them and tell them, all right, so this is the answer because we've gone back and forth with these items and we're looking at a lot of stuff. This is what's actually going to look great. Um, you know, they might not be happy in the end in that point, but in the end they're, you know, they're thrilled because they have a beautiful space. Um, there's a lot of fights that break out. There's a lot of arguments. It definitely happens being (laughs) together, but in the end, it's such an exciting thing. And I always find, you know, the positivity and making sure that, you know, everybody knows how amazing and how positive this situation and this opportunity for them is. So, you know, you're keeping, you know, you're their cheerleader at the same time. You're excited for them. You must be this the master communicator and have the toughest skin around, like feeling embarrassed when other people are in fighting in front of you. Like I know personally that would just like destroy me. <laughs> I would just like sink into the wall. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you do get used to it. Um, you know, you you kind of smile and just shake your head and you know, you try not to get involved too much if they're fighting. You tell them they're gonna fight, you know, fight it out. You know, there's definitely um mm-hmm you know, you have to get used to it. It takes, it takes time. The first time was not easy to sit there and watch, but it's been a long time now watching couples fight um, in front of me. So I definitely, you know, I feel like a marriage counselor sometimes because of it. When is the right time, if there is a certain right time to pull in a third person, a designer like yourself into the home decor process? Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of times it's right at the beginning um, when you're kind of going through all your items and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. Um, if you're moving into a new space, for example, and you're both kind of pulling items from your old spaces back into your new home, you know, it's a really great opportunity to bring someone in at that point to be like, this is going to work. This is not, you know, it also Mm -hmm. is a great, you know, kind of after you've moved into the space and have brought everything and realized that nothing is really fitting or working in the way that it's, you know, supposed to, you know, really start to examine how you want the space to feel, um, you know, some people are naturals at it and they can kind of guess. And some couples are great. at kind of have the same style, you know, have, you know, the same aesthetic. Mm -hmm. It's really easy for them, but you know, especially when it's becoming difficult and you find yourself exhausted by going to store after store every weekend to try and find furniture, um, having a designer come in and kind of, you know, steer you in the right direction. So you're saving time, um, is a really great way to kind of get this process started on the right foot. So by now we know it's not just women who need and want more closet and bedroom space, regardless of what HGTV tells us. So what's the best way to strategize and compromise on closet space or just bedroom space to make sure that you feel like all of your stuff is taken care of without the other person lacking? Yeah. So, um, equal is always what I start with. So everybody gets equal amount of space. Um, if that's not needed, if someone can compromise and give up a little bit, you can trade it off. But, um, you know, if we really, you know, kind of want to draw a line, obviously sometimes some women are coming in and saying, I need the bigger closet. Um, and a lot of times, even if, you know, the men or, you know, their partner doesn't agree with it, um, they, you know, kind of give in later on because they realize that they don't have enough stuff to fill their closet. Um, instead of trying to, you know, kind of figure out, you know, later when, you know, you're squeezing stuff into the locations that you've designated, um, in the beginning, just kind of going through all your stuff together and seeing what 
works and functions for both of you. Some person, people are much more, you know, apt to kind of storing their clothes in a dresser and that's what they prefer. So you can divide that or, you know, splitting the closet up where, you know, a portion of it is only designated to, um, one person's stuff. And then the rest of it's the, you know, the others. So, I mean, I know with my own husband, he has a smaller part of my closet, but he has a dresser for himself. So, you know, that's just a way to kind of, you know, compromise. Again, it's so important just so you're not arguing over space and um, places to put things. And that goes for everything. It's not just closet. So if it's shelving where your books are going, you know, make sure that, you know, it's split and divided for every, you're trying to integrate each other's stuff together. So that's a great opportunity to really mix each other's stuff, you know, up with each other. You know, you obviously aren't going to mix your clothes together. You want to keep it organized, but if it's your library or your books or objects, you know, that's a great way to kind of style it out to be like, it's a little bit of both of us kind of living together in one spot, which is exciting. Yeah. It's a nice kind of activity to really merge, you know, your households together. Are you finding that you're making a lot of, or designing a lot of like still like man caves or like women's dens? I don't know what you would call those, like the equivalent for women. Do you see those a lot in people's homes now? Obviously people need their alone time. It's not, you know, inappropriate to kind of expect that but you know it's definitely important for um both people to kind of compromise and to figure out what um what the entire space is going to be used for for both of them because um a shared space can be great if it's a man cave slash you know kind of women's space um but i don't see too many man caves anymore just because i think space-wise in new york city it's becoming limited and it could just be a chair in a corner literally and Mm -hmm. it's just like one chair where you can sit and read or watch TV or whatever it is, but it's an individual space for a person. So before I let you go, do you have any final do's and don'ts or really helpful how-tos that you've learned along the way? I think one of the most important things to keep in mind is that personality is often spoken through accessories. So while your furniture might be kind of generic and it's not really your style, your accessories are how you can shine through and your personality can shine through. So definitely, um, you know, shop for those together. Those are really fun things to kind of bring in your each individual's personality and also your personality as a couple. So that really, really works. Giant amount of furniture that you may have for two homes kind of merging is a really bad idea. Try and eliminate um, before you actually move in. It can be stressful when you have two couches in a living room and you're trying to figure out which one to get rid of. Um, You want to make sure when you're moving in together that it's a great and peaceful experience. It's not an experience that, you know, um, you know, is going to cause you stress. It should be a fun time. This is amazing. This is a, a really exciting moment in your, you know, your life together. So it should be fun. And then um, I also encourage everyone to be involved. Um, you know, when one partner is kind of more involved than the other, I'm always a little bit anxious because, um, you know, I think that, you know, it's a home where two people are living and two people deserve their equal um, kind of views. And even if one person says they don't care, there is something that they care about. So, you know, if you're going shopping, make sure that everyone's on there, you know, everyone is going, you know, it might be a pain. It might be, you know, not your favorite thing to do, but at least, um, you know, keeping, you know, part of the experience, um, you know, that, you know, every decision that you've made, you've made together and it's not, going to cause any resentment in the future. And you'd never want to bring resentment into your home when you first start. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. Making sure everyone involved seems like it's like the most simple solution, but I could see how easily like with schedules, you're like, nope, I'll handle this side of the house and you handle that side. Exactly. 
Yeah. I mean, dividing and conquering can help, but at least be involved in some aspect of the, the, you know, the, um, the process. It's important that one person isn't just handling it all. You want to make sure that you have feedback and you're a part of it. It's really, I think, a necessary aspect of, you know, the whole process. Great. Thank you so much, Allison. This has been such a joy and I'm excited to hear about everyone who listens to this podcast and then has an amazingly beautiful home. Great. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks so much. And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe and share it as well. You know, all of the good things that get us found. This podcast was produced by Bettina Campamanes with editorial oversight by Megan Collins. I'm Brittany Hammonds, and you're listening to Undressed.